And then it's like this huge weight is lifted, right? So you're not forgetting anything. You are literally Mm -hmm. confronting your trauma head on, but the trigger is different. You don't have the trigger anymore because you're not holding all of that awful, painful Mm -hmm. energy in your body anymore. It's just released. Wow. So then when I'm walking about life and I'm in my daily life and something triggers me, I can see it. I go, okay, I see this. Normally I'd act like a psycho. This doesn't really affect me. Right. And I can, I can see it for what it is and I can work through it and I'm not as reactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like by far the greatest thing I've ever done for myself. You're listening to the Raising Wildflowers podcast, helping create sacred space within motherhood. I'm Lori. And I'm Ashley. And we're sisters raising wildflowers. So relax and join in as we weave from the shadows to a radiance of collective conversations that might resonate with you in this wild motherhood journey. (laughs) Hey, mamas. Today we have a special guest, Lindsay, who takes us on her journey of motherhood of how you incorporate being a mom and also healing your inner child wounds. Yeah. I, (laughs) she opened my eyes to a lot while we were chatting with her lore on how powerful it can be to heal amongst raising babies, right? Like to be able to, to recognize patterns within yourself and show up for your kids. It's just, it's so profound and so remarkable to have that journey while also raising your children. And just the different ways that she explored healing and she explored different um, ways of being able to focus in on what she needed. I just, there were so many times in this conversation that I was just like, mind blown. (laughs) How do I do this? for myself. And it was just a really beautiful conversation and extremely raw, extremely just, she's so authentic and herself and super refreshing. It's always a great time to have these conversations, but she just really brought a lot of individuality to her story. And just to be a witness to that rawness was just really refreshing for me. So I enjoyed her conversation so much. And I think so many women, so many mothers can really benefit, you know, from her words and just kind of like to center into themselves and say, okay, where can I get real with myself? You know, like where are those pockets of, of rawness that I need to tap into? Yeah. It was just a pleasure to have this conversation with her. I'm so excited for our listeners to hear her and then also for them to explore the different products and services she also offers for that as well. So sit back and relax and hang out with us and Lindsay. But first, real quick, before diving into the episode, if you've been struggling with the madness of mom life and want help releasing inner anger, strengthening relationships, improving concentration, reducing anxiety, easing menstrual cramps, and much more, we'd love to send you a free Mama Wusa Chaos Break mini bundle. With a beautiful handmade healing crystal tea strainer, our custom blend sample size of Mama Wusa herbal tea. You'll also get instant access to our Chaos Break meditation with a special step-by-step checklist guiding you you from that moment you're feeling out of control to a state of calm and ready for action. Just cover shipping and handling and tell us where to send it. Either copy the link in the description and paste it in the search or visit mamawusa.com. That's M-A-M-A-W-O-O-S-A-H.com. Fill out the form, follow the steps, and grab yours while it's still available. Now back to the show because the wild mama in me honors the wild mama in you. 
Lindsay, we're so excited to have you here with us um, on yeah, our thanks. podcast here today. Lori and I always like to start the show with our famous question is, how do you create sacred space within motherhood? Yeah, I love this question because mine is two-dimensional. So creating sacred space for myself within motherhood is, you know, just finding those pockets of time. So time to escape and take a bubble bath or, you know, do a tarot reading or, you know, do my yoga and just really focus on the things that elevate my, my vibrations. But then on the other hand, creating that sacred space with my children feels really good too. So like getting them involved in the yoga practice or like going for a walk and harvesting, you know, our herbs and our plants and getting them involved in making the products that I make and, you know, just that quality time, whether that's quality time with me or quality time with the three of us. I feel like both of those are so super sacred. Mm, yes, I love that. I I totally feel you and resonate with you on the the element of like starting to include my girls into like a lot of those sacred practices, and yeah. I really find that it it like I don't know it really jumps up like how you said you elevate your vibration. It really helps them elevate too. And it does. It's cool because kids have such a curiosity inside of them. And mm-hmm. when you kind of give them little tools like that, they take it and just run with it. And it's just amazing yeah. to see how their, their like curiosities, like help, like inspire that action even more. It's ama- It's amazing. I feel like most of my products have been inspired by my children. And I tell, I tell everyone that, you know, I'll be like at a market or I'll be working with someone. I'm like, oh yeah, my kids use this for this. So my kids use this for this and they call this their magic stuff. And you know, you also straddle that line too with taking those pockets of time for yourself and you feel like that mom guilt right? Like, all right, I got to set the kids up with like some coloring and some snacks so that I can go escape Mm -hmm. and have my time. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, you can still have your time and it can feel very calm and fulfilling. And the kids are right there with you. You know, it took me a while to really find that balance because that guilt was huge, but then you need that time for yourself, Mm -hmm. but then you feel terrible for taking it, (laughs) you know? And it's like, and I'm a Gemini. So like, it's me so too. Bad. Yeah, you too. <laughs> yeah. So it's like yeah. really far one way or really far the other way. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. that on that so much. But you know what's so cool too is you guys have younger kids. I have a little older kids, but finding that when they're younger is like half the battle right there because mm-hmm. I kind of found that later on and you go through so much when you don't when you don't find that out, right? Like you're yeah you're constantly like, you're just going, going, and you're like going so much that you're not even, you're not even realizing that you're not taking care of yourself. You're just, it's yeah. just like, almost like, you know, um, what am I trying to say? You're just you're this, like speed mode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're a robot. You go through the motions and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's been a week and a half and I haven't yeah. showered. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, what does that smell? Or, oh, it's me. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I feel like oh. I'm in that right now, being in a newborn phase where I'm like, oh, Ash. in it. Oh, yeah. I yes. feel like readjust because we were good. And then it, mm-hmm. so you get like these, these waves of just change and transformation, and you're like, whoa. Yes. Let's remember yeah. how to like incorporate myself in this again. Definitely. (laughs) I was just going to say, I I find that like, you know, including them 
in my work or in my yoga practice, it just strengthens our bond too. Mm -hmm. And I've just, I've removed all of that guilt and it makes those waves easier, right? Because now I'm like, okay, we're going through some sort of weird sleeping phase or a growing phase. Let's sit down and breathe together. Let's figure this out together. You know, like the more we grow together, the more we grow into each other. Yeah. Right. So my boys are completely obsessed right now with working out. Like this is like the thing right now. So I'm like, well, let's do some yoga stuff too. So we put, I've, I've like been like practicing with them, like doing their thing. And then I'm like, let's do some yoga. And they're like, mom, this is really hard. I don't think we can hold this anymore. <laughs> it's really funny it's to so watch. Hard. These, yeah, these big kids like doing this. It's it's super fun though, but it's it is so important that you just do all that stuff with your kids. It's it's so great to hear this with with the youngins. Lindsay, how old are your babies? Yeah, so my youngest will turn five in September. And my oldest will be seven in November. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Both girls, right? Yes. Yeah. So special. Oh, are they super close together? So now that they're just becoming their own people and they have these insanely different personalities, there's more of like the headbutting, mm-hmm. yeah. but, um, then they're like best friends, you know, <laughs> one, one, one yeah. minute they're best friends and the next minute she's being mean to me because she looked at me funny. And, and now, you know, the more we talk about feelings and boundaries, it's, she's not respecting my space. I'm like, oh my okay. goodness. Yes. Right. I have to like yes. honor you because you like spoke your feelings uh-huh. but at the same time. You're being like a little dramatic and taking it a little too far. Like <laughs> she can look at you. It's okay. The air, you do not own the air, yeah. but yeah, I mean, they're 22 months apart. So yeah, they are super, super close. And I think, um, they'll definitely have those, those weird dynamics growing up as they get friends, but you know, their friends are good. They're all going to be friends. So it'll be really interesting to watch, but I mean, for the most part, they're just freaking awesome. Oh, I love that. Ash, you've got that. Oh my God. I'm like listening to you and I'm like, yep. Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. The oldest are, um, two years apart and it's, okay. It, it can be madness. I say they're either making out or they're like pulling each other's hair out. Like there's, yes, <laughs> there is no middle ground. I know. Yeah. And it's for a mom. It's really like emotionally, like ooh, one mm. or the other. It, it's hard totally. to keep a balance sometimes for yourself where you're like, okay, I'm this mediator and we can like work this out. Like how you were saying, like I'm honoring your feelings and I recognize yeah. that you're like telling me all this right now, but at the same time, like, ah, <laughs> right. Let's all get Absolutely. along. I know. Yeah. Didn't we talk about yeah. kindness this morning? We've <laughs> <laughs> already been through this. I know. It's rough. Mm. But you know what? It is, it's a beautiful thing to witness too, like the, the evolution of their relationships and mm. um, just how strong and how much they have each other, like truly have each other for, you know, for what it is. Um, totally. And see how that grows. It's really cool. I've already started to witness like the oldest taking care of the youngest, like at the park, Yeah, you know, which is cool. Like if, you know, someone doesn't want to play with her or, you know, she gets, you know, pushed or even accidentally knocked over. And, you know, my oldest comes over, like, you do that on purpose. You all right. Like, like she's going to handle handle the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sweet. So give us a little background. I'd love to hear about like, did you always, like, did you always know you were going to be a mom? Did you like, 
Mm-hmm. Lead us into kind of your, your journey. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love, I love this story. So my mother was very like hippie. You know, we walked around with our shoes off and, you know, my parents grew up in Maine. So, you know, the beach was right there, um, but I grew up in Pennsylvania. Um, so she, you know, let's go outside and be in the sun and pick berries and make things. And it was a lot of art and the Beatles and things like that. My dad was a drill sergeant. Um, so it was the complete opposite. Um, they divorced when I was three, I want to say three. So it was two separate households, two separate personalities. I will preface again. I am a Gemini, so (laughs) it was very (laughs) difficult. And like, I say this with such like love and empathy. Like I have now realized my parents did their very best. Mm -hmm. Right. And it took me a long time to understand that because, you know, and the things I might say during this conversation, you're like, Oh, like, Oh, her dad was, you know, bleep or, you know, but they did their best. They did their best with what they have. I look at myself trying to navigate parenthood and I don't know what the heck I'm doing half the time. I'm just trying to do my best. Mm -hmm. And I was such an angry kid for so long. Like I blamed so much of my pain on my parents, you know, but it's now in my healing journey that I'm like, they did their freaking best. And like, you were a little insane. (laughs) You know, it's a lot of like self-reflection, but because of the way that I grew up, I did not want children. I never really wanted to babysit. I never wanted to hold babies. Um, I was like, keep your kids away from me. Um, I worked in retail for 12 years. I always disliked when kids came into the store. So I, I battled cervical cancer um, mm. and I was told I couldn't even have children or if I did, it would be very difficult for me to carry full term. Mm. So I just accepted it. Um, not going to have kids, easy way to not have kids. Cool. Um, so when I got pregnant, I was like, can I swear? I was like, holy shit. Like this is, this is fake. You know, I'm not really sure where I stand with one God and, and all of that, but I was like, is this like a, a Mary thing? Like, is God putting a baby in? Like, I, I swear I took like six or seven pregnancy tests. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. This is not real. You know, and I, I am very pro-choice. So I toyed with what, what's best for this baby? What is best for me? And I just thought, you know what? Maybe she's a freaking miracle. I always thought she was a girl. I always referred to her as a she from the beginning, but I was like, maybe she's a miracle. So you know what? Why not? Like, let's try and have this baby. Um, But it was, uh, it was a relatively easy pregnancy. Like I wasn't sick. The first time I felt her kick, it was like the most magical thing in the entire world, you know, Mm. but I didn't enjoy being pregnant. I'm, I'm, very fit and active. You know, I had a lot of bodily issues. I was a ballerina, so I didn't enjoy getting big, you know, and people just think they can comment on whatever they want to like, Oh, your thighs are so much bigger this week. Oh, thanks Sharon. Like, thank you. Um, like, you know, so it was difficult. It was such a mind F-U-C-K. Like it was a lot for me and I was young, not like, you know, super, super young. What was I? Maybe 2023. Um, but I'm still like kicking it. You know, I was still kind of like partying and having a good time and, you know, trying to figure out who I am and, you know, straddling my recovery line. And it was, it was a lot. So, but I mean, she's a freaking miracle. And she literally that, that switch flipped that they say, you know, Mm -hmm. you have a switch and moms just get it and it's intuitive. And it just did. She was like literally my best friend from like the second I 
pulled her out of me. Oh, wow. oh. So do you feel, cause I had a very similar experience where I went from one lifestyle to very quickly a completely different one. Do you yes. feel like that switch happened when you were pregnant or when she came Earthside? I mean, definitely more Earthside because even like, I didn't want a lot of ultrasounds and things like that. I wanted to keep, you know, like I wanted to stay as natural as I possibly could, but sometimes I would just call and be like, can I get an ultrasound just to make sure she's really in there? Like I just didn't believe it. And I also didn't believe that I had the maternal instinct. I was terrified. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, she might be a miracle. I I might be kind of good at this, but I could freaking screw it up. And you know, it was a lot of like panic and worry, um, Mm -hmm. all the time, all the time. Um, but then when I saw her, it was literally the minute that I, I'm going to like cry. It was literally the minute that I saw her and it, it clicked. That experience was very different with my second, mm-hmm. but with my first, like it definitely, it clicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where were you? You said you had ovarian cancer as well. So where were you within all of that and how, so, how many years had gone by since that? Yeah. Um, cervical cancer. Okay. Um, sorry about that. Yes. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. So it was like a small battle throughout like the end of my high school career, pre-cancer cells on my cervix, lots of colposcopies, lots of cone biopsies, scrapings and freezings and things like that. Um, and it wasn't until I, I got fed up with all of that and I kind of neglected my body, didn't go see a doctor, wasn't even really doing anything holistically. I was just living life, was not firm on my road in recovery, was not treating my body well at all. And it was around 2012, I just started having a lot of pain um, and a lot of bleeding. And I was like, I have to freaking go to the doctor. And they were like, your cancer is stage three. Um, And my cervix was covered in cancer. It had started to spread to my kidneys. So we had Mm -hmm. to do like different procedures and chemo and radiation for eight weeks. And then, you know, they were like, your cervix is so thin. You know, it's not going to be a good environment. You're probably not going to be able to conceive. And I'm like, that's fine don't want him anyway. And my daughter was born in 2015. Wow. So wow. I feel I'm like, I think the radiation just made my uterus yes. like a super uterus. Um, and it yes. did the opposite of what they thought it was going to do. Um, wow. yeah, she is a straight that's incredible. Girl. She is. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, wild. Yeah. And then 22 months later, you were pregnant with your second daughter. Yes, I was. And how did that make you feel? (laughs) Oh gosh. So it was weird with my first, like I said, I was really into fitness, but I was starting to get like, um, a lower like pooch and I was hitting the gym really hard watching what I was eating and really targeting my core. And I was like, I can't get rid of this. Like, what if I'm pregnant? It just, you know, kind of and that's how I found out. I went to the pregnancy test. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So 22 months later, the same thing is happening. And I'm mm. pretty fit. Like my oldest and I were working out together. I was like using her as a weight. I was really starting to get into that side of my journey. And I, I couldn't get rid of it. And I was like, if I am pregnant, I am going to lose it. <laughs> um And their father and I worked, we worked in the same mall. We were both in retail. My store was below, his was above. And I texted him and I was like, go to the Rite Aid, get me a pregnancy test, bring it to work. And I'm taking it in this bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I literally just walked out, handed it to him. And I was like, get away from me. (laughs) I was so angry. I could not believe it. It was, I was not happy. (laughs) Yeah. Did that come through? 
to your pregnant, like through your pregnancy? Did that, do you think? I, yes, absolutely. There was a lot that I don't think I dealt well. There was a lot I just had not dealt with in my trauma from my childhood. And I thought I did. And I obviously, I just did not, you know, and that just festers and it stays in your body. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like I said, my oldest and I, she was mine still is my best friend. I was like, I don't have room for another one. Like I don't even want another one, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was so much anger and hostility and resentment. And I definitely think it translated because I mean, in my second, I love her to death, could not imagine my life without her now. You know, I'm like, what was I even thinking? You're an incredible being, but she is fierce. She came out fierce. She came out angry. No one could settle her, but me, lots of crying. She was attached to me. I got mastitis three times with her and it was just, it was just so much pain. It was so much frustration and pain and anger. And now looking back on it, I'm like, of course I was like giving that to her in the womb. Like, of course Mm -hmm. the energy transfers, you know, Mm -hmm. of course she felt all of that. She felt my fear. She felt my resentment, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think for a while I was feeling like I had to make up for that, you know? But, you know, now I realize, like, again, I was doing my best and I am human. And now, you know, she's incredible and we have this amazing relationship, but it was hard. It was hard in the womb and it was hard out of the womb because I'm, yeah. I'm trying to breastfeed her and it's painful. And then I just don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. so then I'm, I got no real infant bonding time with her, you know? So I'm like, now we're, we're doing all that now, but it, yeah, yeah it was so tough and it was just completely different. Well, and I think too, when stuff comes up, um, like fear, like anger, all of these things that were just like, why am I angry? Kind Mm -hmm. of starts a wave of where is this going here? Like either I can change this or there's got to be something that's, you know, to be done. Blame and shame. Like there's so much that comes with that as well. So where did you take that then to your next level? Like how did you work through all that? Yeah. So, you know, now looking back and realizing I definitely, I had these girls for a reason and I had them with the person that I had them with for a reason. You know, we're no longer together. We're trying to navigate what that looks like now, but a lot of that relationship and the instability and the lack of connection there was hurting my parenting. You know, I would be angry with him and he would leave for the day and I would be home with the girls and I would just take it out on them. Mm -hmm. And again, you don't realize this in the moment, right? You're so wrapped up in it and it's so difficult to see through the crap. But I remember it was, I want to say it was COVID because I had gone back to work. I'd tried to go back to work a few times, but I'd gone back to work close to where the girls were going to school. Like we would take the train into the city together. I'd drop them off at preschool and I'd go to work. Um, And then COVID happened and everything, you know, was shut down. I was in Philadelphia at the time. I don't know exactly where you guys are, but you couldn't even go outside. You weren't allowed Mm -hmm. to go outside in Philly. We had curfews. It was, it was insane, but I was like, all right, we got to, you know, create some sort of homeschooling. So we made like this cute little corner and we would have really structured schedule every day and we're doing math and Penelope isn't getting it. And I'm angry that she isn't getting it. And I say this specific phrase that my dad used to say to me that I, I'm so ashamed even came out of my mouth. But the minute it came out of my mouth and I saw what it did to her, mm-hmm. I burst into tears and I immediately like embraced her 
And I mean, she's, she's two and a half maybe at this point. Like she doesn't get it, but she just gets it. Like her mom just said something mean to her. Mm-hmm. Like her mom just hurt her feelings. You know, like those are the things she gets. And I was just like, never again, never mm-hmm. again. Like never again. Am I going to make you feel like this? Am I going to say these types of phrases to you? Like never. Mm-hmm. And you know, we finished it. I calmly helped her. And then I got on my phone and I started Googling and I was like, I need a therapist. There's crap inside of me that is just pouring out of me in the most wrong ways. And I need to correct it. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. dove in and I just have not stopped. Oh, how powerful. I, that's the hardest part. And I think because you had that like direct emotional contact with whatever word was spoken, mm-hmm. like signal to you, like, holy shit, this is, this is me. This is coming out of my body. But that's yeah, yeah. the hardest part to recognize is like when you're feeling like that, it's easy to stay in those low frequencies. Do you know oh, yeah. Like we said earlier, like robotically just keep going through it. Like, but I think because you had that emotional attachment to it, you were just like, I got to go. This is not okay. I remember yep. me feel like that's, that's profound. And I remember, you know, those types of phrases being constantly spoken, you know, they didn't stop in my house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is not going to continue, you know, in the home yeah. that I'm built. And it wasn't even just how it made her feel. I mean, it is, but it's also like how it made me feel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I immediately, it was shame and guilt and confusion and more anger. And, you know, I, I didn't really, I wasn't really allowing myself to cry a lot. I was usually masking it with anger. So when I embraced her and I started crying, I couldn't stop crying, mm. you know? So she's like, my mom just yelled at me, hurt my feelings. And now she won't stop crying. Like what is wrong with my mom? But guess what? That is the first step in such a beautiful transformation. When you allow those emotions to surface and like release yeah. them tears, it's like water, Thank God for water because it's so cleansing yeah. and it's like, yeah, let's start this. So what type of, yeah. so you said you, you Googled a therapist, but what type of modalities of healing did you start to like incorporate into your, into your cycles here? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember, you know, exactly what year or what pregnancy or what it was that I really started. I want to say it was after my, my oldest was born. I got really into yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to always make fun of yogis. Like I was a ballerina and I'm like, well, what are these people doing? You don't turn your feet out. You point them forward. What? <laughs> um, but I went to one yoga class ball during Shavasana. And I was like, I am hooked. Yes. This is where I've always meant to be my entire life. Yes. So I got really immersed and then not just like the physical aspect, obviously, but like the mental aspect and how mm-hmm. that all connects. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that alcohol was affecting me. You know, mm-hmm. I would have those angry moments with the kids or just a really long day and I would open a beer and I started to just really recognize what I was doing and the like destructive behavior. And, you know, I was in not so good environments and making friends with not so good people. Like they just weren't healthy for me. But while you're in it, you know, like those low lows, it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's hard to pull yourself out. So I had started, you know, doing the yoga and meeting different people and resonating with those people. And I'm like, all right, this feels better. Like this is still really freaking hard, but it feels better. So it was like really getting on track with my recovery and finding ways to manage the stress. 
And then I started making these things, right? Like I started making lavender lemonade because I read that it was good for depression and helped with anxiety. So if I needed that fixation of opening a drink and taking a drink, I wanted it to be something good for me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would get the girls involved, right? We would make the lavender lemonade. That was like my go-to for stress. Every morning I would wake up and I would have a cup and I started promoting this and I'm like, this is what I'm meant to be doing, you know? And like I said, it was during COVID. I'd lost my job, but I had put my entire identity in, right? Mm-hmm. I run retail locations. I am a fashionista. This is who I am. And when I lost my job, I'm like, who am I? My stay-at-home mom? Like, that's not what I wanted ever, mm-hmm. you know? And I made a list and a list of like all the things that I could be doing with my life if kids weren't a factor, money wasn't a factor, location, And being a healer was really the one thing that stuck out. And I'm like, people do this all the time on the internet, right? I wasn't even really into Instagram. I did a little bit of influencing with fashion, but not nearly like what I can do now. And it was just, you know, really getting on road with my recovery and the yoga. And then I would meet people who do the Wim Hof method. And I started practicing that. And I wasn't just going to therapy and talking with her. We were doing EMDR therapy, life changing. So it's like all of these pillars, like there's four or five pillars now that I base my life around. And those pillars hold me. They hold me accountable. They hold me up. Like they keep me standing when I feel like I can't. And those are the things that I base my business around too. Natural healing, using your breath, get into therapy, read this book, do this yoga practice, you know? it helps and it works. It transforms you, you know, not just outside, but inside. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's continuously hard work as well. Like it's still, I'm, I'm hearing your story and I'm, I'm resonating with some of the things you're saying. And it's, it's amazing because it is, it's always a constant thing that you're completely just trying to work towards still, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's never ending. Can you take us a little bit into the EMDR? Cause I toyed in there a little bit, but not a whole lot. Uh, yeah. Is there somebody that you specifically went to? Do you do it? Like what it's, tell us a yep. little bit about that. So I was seeing her every week, like in person when I was living in Philadelphia. Um, Mm -hmm. And now that I've moved, we do it via telehealth and it's just as powerful. Mm -hmm. And we actually, um, last week and the week prior, we uncovered some things that I, again, like thought I had worked through and I was like, oh, I don't want to go there. Like it's dark and it's scary and I don't like it, Mm -hmm. but we have to, because Mm -hmm. I could slowly, you know, there's a lot of very difficult and heavy things happening in my world right now. And I'm trying my damnedest to stay grounded, but I could Mm -hmm. slowly feel me, my shoot, my fuse getting shorter, my temper, you know, being more quick tempered. And I'm like, you're losing it, Lindsay. Like these are your flags. And they're like, Hey, let's pay attention. Mm -hmm. We need Mm -hmm. to focus on this. So I brought this up to my therapist and she's like, all right, you know, first thing she asks is what's your body feel like? Mm -hmm. And I can describe Mm -hmm. it. I'm like, when this happens, I get sick to my stomach. I get hot. I start shaking and I want to punch something. Like I Mm -hmm. am angry. And she's like, what's under the anger? You know, and I'm, I get all snotty and I'm like, well, obviously I'm hurt. I want to cry, but I'm not gonna, you know? <laughs> and she's like, well, let's go there then. And I'm like, but I don't want to. So it's like really uncovering all the layers. You know, and yeah. she asks perfect probing questions to get me to really think. And it's coming up with like a key phrase that resonates with the feeling in your body. 
so that she'll be kind of saying like a memory back to me. My body will start to feel that way. She'll say the phrase that we're working on and you either follow a light bar with your eyes. You can hold these like vibrating tappers in your hands and they'll rotate like right hand, left hand, right hand, left hand. Like while she's saying the phrase, your body's feeling the way that it's feeling, right? And it, it, it's a wild thing. I, I hope I'm describing it well, but mm. while we were doing this, I wasn't getting deep enough and I would come out of it and she'd be like, how do you feel? And I'm like, pissed. What do you mean? You just made me go to this dark place that I don't want to be in and nothing's helping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my brain was stopping me. And I, yeah. I haven't told, I, I haven't told anyone this. I'm going to give you guys all my secret. <laughs> I was doing this weird thing with my head and I was counting, but I didn't realize I was counting. And I realized that I had done this as a child and it sounds so odd, but I'm sure other people are going to be like, yeah, I get it. I would lay in bed sometimes and the ceiling fan would go and I would hear the clicks and it would go like one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. And I would do that in my head, but I didn't realize what I was doing. So she's, I'm holding these tappers and all I can hear is one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. I'm not hearing her. So I'm not getting anywhere and we weren't getting anywhere. So she went back to like, the people of EMDR or whatever. And she's like, I have this client, this is what's going on. So they're, they basically, there's like this plan C and you cross your arms and you put your arms on your like biceps and you hit them like this and you count backwards, 20, 19, 18 out loud while she's saying the memory and the phrase, but the back of my brain is processing the information. Mm-hmm. And it only took maybe three times. And then again, instant tears. And I'm like, I remember it was this. And I felt like this and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, good, let's go. Let's go there again. And I'm back in at 20, 19, 18. And she's saying it and she's saying it. And then it's like this huge weight is lifted. Right. Wow. So you're not forgetting anything. You are literally mm-hmm. confronting your trauma head on but the trigger is different. You don't have the trigger anymore because you're not holding all of that awful, painful Mm -hmm. energy in your body anymore. It's just released. Wow. So then when I'm walking about life and I'm in my daily life and something triggers me, I can see it. I go, okay, I see this. Normally I'd act like a psycho. This doesn't really affect me. right? And I I can see it for what it is and I can work through it. And I'm not as reactive. Mm -hmm. It's like by far the greatest thing I've ever done for myself. Yeah. It's the best part of therapy for sure is to not react anymore. You know, like that whole, like, uh, Ashley's like losing it. (laughs) I'm just having this holy shit moment. Moment. (laughs) How like that, like how you were saying with the tapping and the counting, it's like, it's like allowing, it's making your brain not shut down and like Correct. giving it a distraction. It's like tricking it through yes. your normal procedures. And mm-hmm. I'm just like mind, like my mind, <laughs> my mind was Holy blown, man. Shit. Yeah. Huge. And I'm like, think about all the traumatic things, little or small that happened in my life that I would just count through them without knowing that it was counting. Right. I didn't yeah. realize what I was doing. My brain was protecting me. It was like, we're not going there. We're not facing this. You're never going to remember this, but I'm going to store this in your body. So you act like a psycho and ruin all your relationships for 10 years. Uh Yeah. You know, like 100%. Yep. (laughs) And it's insane to me how, how our brains react to like how our brains are like, nope, 
we're, we're like trauma response. Like it's like mm-hmm. all these whistles go off and you're like, yep. you know, just have her freak out, you know, like just cover yep. it up, you know? And it's like, and it is insane to think about when you said that you would stare at the ceiling fan and do one, two, one, two, one, two. I would, I, I hear the clicking as well. Like, but I put it yeah. to like music yeah. and I'll like tap yeah. on my skin or like, I'll just like hear a music tune that I just like do, you know, yeah. it's, it's Did crazy you how it brings your kids. Me. Mm-hmm. I I was able to breastfeed my second, but not my first because he was so like when you it, pump and the pump yes was, right yes yep. and I was yep. like that's the only way I was able to like get that done, especially like having mastitis because I was in so yeah. much pain and I remember focusing on that noise and what it would sound yeah. like. But I get yeah, it's one two one two right yes. And I'm like yeah, I 100%. have been doing this forever ever wow. yep. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It is insane. And now that I'm like in this journey and doing all this healing and giving it to others and it's like the universe is like, good job, right? Like here, I'm going to let you meet people like Ashley and Lori. You know, I'm in the healthiest relationship I've ever been in in my life. And I'm like, the universe has given me this person who is like, I'm going to work through all this crap with you. When you're acting like a psycho, I'm going to know how to help you and we're going to do it together. And I'm going to like, love you through you uncovering your trauma in your thirties, you know? And I'm like, what am I going to uncover in my freaking forties? Like, no, it never stops. It gets, it gets wild, girl. It gets wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is amazing. And I um, mean, kudos to you too, because recognizing it, like Ash said too, in the, um, a little bit ago is just, that is half the battle right there. And just, and just knowing that like, okay, this is not, this is not good that I'm, I'm being like this, you know? Yeah. Um, and so healthy for your girls too, to know that. Absolutely. And then, you know, do that for themselves too in the future for themselves. So oh, yeah, that's like 1000% he go tos, you know, yeah. and they'll say things to me, like my daughter will spill something and I react completely differently now. And, you know, she kind of looks at me a little nervous and I'm like, it's okay, let's go get a towel. Let's clean it up. And normally I, not normally, I feel like years ago, Mm -hmm. I would have been like, oh, like, can't you hold on to anything? You know what I mean? Like you you say these like things that sound normal because in society we've been accustomed to thinking they're okay to hear, Mm -hmm, but you're scalding a two-year-old for having an accident, like spilling some water. Mm -hmm. Like, are you joking? Mm-hmm. Like she's yeah. a little human and she had and accidents are okay. How many times a day do I screw up? Uh-huh. Oh you know? Gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and she was like, mama, you don't yell anymore. Oh. And I was like, you know what, baby? I don't yell anymore. Oh. Like, <laughs> I don't. And I was like, thank you. Like, thank yeah. you for seeing that. You know? And, and she asks, they're, they're so smart and they have all these, you know, probing questions. She's like, well, why don't you yell anymore? Mm. I'm like, well, you know, baby, like when you're upset and we sit down and we do like balloon breathing, like mama does breathing and like I do big types of breathing. Right. And mm. you know, when mama's on her, her calls and she's, you know, talking to that person, that person helps mama, you know, and I can, I'm, I'm just honest and they like appreciate yeah. it and they get it. Mm-hmm. Like we don't give yeah. them enough credit. They are so smart yeah. yes, they and are. they do get it. They get everything. Like they get it better than we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they're our best teachers, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. They really show us. <laughs> Honestly though, there's no better time to do self-healing than to do it alongside mm. of growing with your children. Because yep. 
like, wow, for them, I mean, I know that those things happened and it sucks when we reflect back and we're like, wow, I was an asshole because I yelled at my child for spilling water or having an accident or whatever. But like for them, I think to see you go through that transformation brings the humanity of you like earlier in life, like how you said parents, like I, I know my parents did my best, but when I was growing up, you know, it might've been a different story for them to go through this transformation and obvious transformation. They're like, wow. I don't know. Like for me, I would think that that would bring some of that, like my mom, if my mom can make mistakes and then, you know, also come back and like, you know, better herself or apologize. Yeah. Like what's that teaching them? It's teaching them that I can be human and I can embrace and I can grow and I can transform. Like Absolutely. And so early on too. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it's a gift to be able to, to do that, to do that healing with them. Yeah. I feel like we always, you know, we fear screwing up our kids and like as healing adults, you realize that there's so many ways to do that. So I'm like, okay, I maybe only screwed you up like the first year and a half of your life. Cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it right for the next sixty-five. Like, I got this. We're good. Like, we're good now. That'll mean yes. nothing, right? Like, yes. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I love that. Oh, and also, side note: lavender lemonade is my jam. I love lavender yeah. lemonade. So the fact that you kind of dove in there, <laughs> tell, yeah. talk to us about your herbs too. Like, yeah, tell I us mean, more about that that was the product that like launched raw awakening. And I was like, all right, I got to learn more about this. I don't have a green thumb. My grandfather has a green thumb and I wish that I did. So I just kind of started looking for online courses and I found like an herbalist course and I really loved it. And I was like, Oh, you can heal sore muscles from plants. What Mm -hmm. done? Like I have all of this pain. I feel like a lot of it was like energetic pain, you know, like mm-hmm. trauma being stored. But then like I was a dancer and an equestrian and now I'm doing yoga and I had two kids and so my body's completely different than it was before. So I was just fascinated by it. And then it, it kind of snowballed and I'm like, oh, you mean I can help people with like anxiety and depression by smelling certain herbs and it calms them down and they're able to think clearly like, holy crap. Oh, wait, you're telling me I can get to like an almost like DMT state with my breath work without taking DMT. Oh, wait. So people in recovery can do this. Like what? And it was just like every door kept opening and every layer kept being peeled back. And I'm like, this is it. Like, this is what I need to do. So, you know, I have, I started out with lavender lemonade and a sore muscle salve. And now I have about 15 different products that help with everything anxiety, depression, sleep, pain, mental focus. And now I've started like encapsulating herbs. And usually again, they're like the people in my life are like saying little things and I'm like, I can fix that. Oh, I got you. You know, oh, cervical cancer, cat's claw, done. Like never doing it again. So I've started, you know, encapsulating herbs. And I mean, the dream for raw awakening is obviously it's huge. It's big. Um, but right now, yeah, it's products and education and just sharing my story so people can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Get their own ideas, build their own toolbox. Love it. I love it. I love, um, like how do you, do you just sell virtually or do you have different shops that you're in or? So we have a website, 
rawaken.com. Um, I mean, you can DM me too on my Instagram. That's, that's all me. That's all very personal. Mm-hmm. I do as many like pop-ups and markets as I can, um, predominantly in like the Philly, New Jersey area right now. And then there are three boutiques in New Jersey that you can purchase Raw Awakening, which is very, very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Until we have our own space. Really cool. Yeah. So you, um, you do, do you like salves and you said you encapsulate some herbs? Um, do you have tinctures? Like what all do you have? So tinctures are on like the big scale, right? Like once I have, you know, that dark room and I have months at a time that I can actually harvest herbs and wait for these tinctures to be ready. Yeah. Um, yeah that, that, that'll be a few years in the making. But, you know, I do like a CBD lotion, a magnesium lotion. I work on, you know, people and people come to me, you know, my stepmom, she does a lot of work with veterans with PTSD, you know, that whole side, my dad's whole side of the family is all military. And she's like, help me, you know, get these guys to sleep. And I'm like, all right, let me do some research. And we started talking about magnesium and the power of that. So I'm like, try this lotion. And, you know, some of her guys are getting four or five hours of sleep by putting magnesium lotion on the bottoms of their feet. They're not taking a sleeping pill. They're not on melatonin. They're, they're not having, you know, traumatic episodes at night. They're just actually getting a couple solid hours so that they can then heal themselves during the day. You know, it's so powerful. So it's little things like that. People will come to me. I have this going on. I'm like, all right, let me do some research. And then boom, like a new product's born. And then I started doing crystal healing because the more I thought about the energetic trauma that's stored, like, how can this be released other than hours of therapy? you know, 30 minutes to an hour of breath work, you know, sometimes people don't have that. Mm-hmm. And I, the more I dived into like the crystal healing side of my business, the more I realized that I've always been called to do this. Mm-hmm. I remember I was in Maine visiting my grandfather and he still had these little napkins filled with dried herbs that I wrote 10 cents on next to his bed stand. And these are also, I know, but they're also like memories that I forgot about or I blocked out because they were like surrounded by something traumatic. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I used to make these for you. He's like, yeah, you called it your medicine and you would put these flowers in these and you would sell, you'd make me pay, make make me pay for them. You know, they're never 10 cents. He's like, of course I'm not getting rid of them. Um, But I, I wanted to heal people with plants. And I remember being at the ocean and at the beach and I always felt really at home and connected and, you know, I would pick rocks and I would put rocks certain places and I always like to go to the rock store and I love to look at the gems and I'm like, this has always been my calling. Like, mm-hmm. what was I thinking? You know, or people kind of look at you like you're crazy. Like, oh, you're going to now work with rocks and your breath. All right, good luck with that. But then, you know, you have these communities of like-minded people and they're like, oh yeah, awesome. When can I see you for the rocks and the breath? You know? So I've started doing, you know, crystal healing and helping people release their traumas through those sessions and, you know, wound carriers, like healing all of that. Like that is traumatic. Like one, making that a safe space for a baby. And then while you have the baby, you know, me realizing all the crap that you're just transferring to your child in there. And then afterwards, like restoring your womb and thanking your womb, like those things are so powerful. Mm -hmm. And when you do them with crystals and, you know, you help release that energy and kind of move it around, you know, that heals your body in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. My heart is expanding. I loved your, your 
your name, the raw awakening, like you are really awakening to who you've always been. It sounds like it's like a journey. Your business is yeah. like your, your journey. To right. When and I say like, when you purchase raw awakening, like you are purchasing me, you get me, yeah. you get raw, real reality, whether you like it or not, it's what <laughs> you're getting, you know? And even yeah. I do like, what's that? I said, that's what people need. We need yeah. rawness and realness and yeah. They do, definitely. Isn't it amazing, too, like, how when you reflect back to when you were a kid, what you were into, Mm -hmm. and then how it it really is who you are as an adult as well. Like, there's those hidden, they're almost like little secrets that you just kind of have to find and, like, find again, almost. Yeah. Because you're like, I've always, this is why I came to Earthside, right? Like, this is why I'm here, is to do these things. And it's just, it's very interesting to me when you go back into your your inner child and just remember those little, like the herbs that you used to give your grandfather. I mean, that was your little medicine packets and look at you now. Like it's just, it's amazing to like reflect on that. Yep. Absolutely. I think everybody should reflect like, what did you do as a kid? Yeah. (laughs) Cause that's probably what you love, you know? I know. And I think about it. I put so much time and energy and weight into being a dancer, right? It is just who I was. And when I blew my knee out and my career was ended, you know, that's when a lot of like the drugs and drinking and reckless behaviors behavior started, but it was like, that's who I was. What was I supposed to do now? And I'm like, Oh, well, I guess I like clothes. So I went to school for fashion and then that became my identity. Right. But now Mm -hmm. I don't feel like being a healer is my identity. Like it doesn't define me. I almost define what I'm doing. If that makes sense, right? Like, yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm just me. Like, I'm just Lindsay. And yeah, my businesses are all awakening. And this is what I, this is just what I do. It's your passion. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And when you find your passion, it just, it's easy. It's like, it's almost like, it's just a part of who you are. Like you said, yeah. it's not even who defines you. It's just a part of you. And it's, it's, it just flows like the ocean yeah. is nice and light and the waves aren't crazy, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I used to put That's like beautiful. so much weight into when you, you know, you first meet somebody and they always want, the first question they ask you is what do you do for a living? Yeah. Why do you care? Like number one, yeah. like, right. because you want to know you're already like sizing me up almost. You want to know if I make more money than this person, if I maybe right. travel more places than this person, like, eh, is her job important enough? You know? And it was all of these just like societal, like norms that are not normal. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not normal. When you first meet somebody, I don't care what you do. Like, I want to know who you are as a person, mm-hmm. you know? And now yep. the more you know, awakened you become, I can feel a lot of that energy now, but before it was, and that was a lot of my fear with losing my job. Like, am I supposed to just tell people I'm a stay at home mom now and let them judge mm-hmm. me? And before I was like, oh, I manage this retail location and it's worth this much money and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I don't even care. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I do not care. <laughs> yeah, I really yeah. don't. Yeah. Well, because you switched Absolutely. that defining moment, like I feel like so many people are defined by what they do, you know, mm-hmm. that's what makes them. But when you can flip that and say, no, this, I'm just doing what I love. And, and this is just like the, the goodness that follows that, you know what I mean? Versus, yeah. you know, being completely identity stricken with it. Yeah. I'm sorry to people too. When they're like, oh, Lindsay, nice to meet you. Um, where, where do you work? And I'm like, oh, I don't. Right. <laughs> You just look at me. You don't work. No, no, I, I work. I just like, why do you want to know? 
Yeah. <laughs> like, have you tried any good restaurants lately? What's your favorite color? Blue. Yeah. Love blue. Yes. Love blue. Like, and they probably walk away thinking I'm a weirdo, but I'm like, I don't care. I hope no. you got something out of that. God, I love yeah. the weirdos. I love, yep. that's how it should be though. Like, let's, yes. let's cut the shit and let's get to like actually know each other. If this is what we're doing, right. yeah. let's get to know each other. Right. What type of food do you like? Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? Because I'm going to judge you this on podcast. That. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You want to judge someone on something? Food. Do you drink coffee? No? Bye. Yeah. Bye. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I feel like that's why we do this podcast too, is just uh-huh. because it's so fun to just sit back and talk to people and see what another person is all about. Because that's the only way you go through life is learning and just having fun with other people. I mean, what else is there? You know, it's just, absolutely. I, I feel like it's really fun to just explore with other humans. I think people get so wrapped up in society um, of what the standards are and what you should be and how you, sh- you know, should be feeling or whatever it is. Um, and it's so nice to just be real and raw with yep. people, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yay. Uh, Linz, I want to ask you a few fun questions really quick. Okay. It sounds like cool? you're really used to it, though. What? The fun <laughs> questions? Fun questions? Oh, this is my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use these, too. You know I'm going to use these. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Hit me. Okay, Lynn. So you said you're Gemini, but what are your other mm-hmm. signs? What are your um, moon, your sun, your rising? Oh, I just dove into this. I'm like, is it Yay. on my Oh, my gosh. I might be able to find it. I want to say... I'm a Gemini, Gemini moon. Oh, you're two Geminis. Oh yes. I know I have two Geminis. Oh my gosh. The gem is strong. It is. I should have been more prepared for this question. I just started diving into that. Yeah. Have you guys learned about like your human design? Oh yeah. Yes. Lori and I are both the same. Okay. So I've just, my, I have a dear friend, Lisa, um, who's helped me with, with this. So I'm a Gemini sun a Sagittarius moon and I'm Gemini rising. Oh, wow. So yeah, yes. totally a Gemini. Dude, totally. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're like, I am a gem. What's, your human design? <laughs> What's that? What's your human design? I don't know yet. She just okay. sent me all the information literally this week. We've been talking about it and she's like, all right, when are we going to have coffee? Whether that's in person or virtually, because we're going to talk about your human design. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Lori and I yeah, are I've been actors. Okay. Yeah. So when you yeah. learn about it, you're going to be like, yeah. oh, that's what that means. <laughs> this is going to yeah. be, yeah, a whole other level. Yeah. It blows, it just like blows it out of the water. It's amazing. Because when I learned I'll tell you, actor, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah. And it makes sense. Like Lori and I host a podcast and we want to pull things out of people. You know, we want to yes. hear your story. We want to, you know, like bring you to your own story and Yeah, that that reflection back. It's cool. It's cool. You'll like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun to like dig into all these things. Um, Myers-Briggs is a huge one and um, the Enneagrams. Like I love all of that stuff, like just to kind of explore because it really does. uh, It helps you kind of kind of place who you are like, oh, okay, this makes sense now. You know what I mean? Like now I don't feel so weird, right? Like, right. (laughs) I understand me a little bit more. Again, yeah, understanding my place in this wild world. Yes, yes. Okay, um, ocean or mountains? All right, ocean. Oh, come on. I'm a Gemini. I can't I choose. Know. I know. 
rocky favorite food like maine because it's been like the best oh. of both worlds Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. I've never been to Maine. That's actually on my bucket list to go there because I keep hearing how it's like rocky and beachy, but like cooler because I love all the cooler temperatures. Yeah. yeah, I need <laughs> to go there. But I've also been yes. like, I'm being called to Utah. Okay. I have been for like a year and a half. I don't know what I'm going to find, but I know I'm going to find something. That is cool. That's amazing. Yeah. We landed there a couple times because we used to live in Arizona, my husband and I, and that would be mm-hmm. like our, our place that we'd stop and then we get on another plane. What's that called? You know. A layover. Was, yeah. Layover. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we'd lay over there, but land just landing in Saint Lock, Salt, Salt Lake City like it's gorgeous. The mountains mm. are just insane. I've never seen anything, anything like it. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Lynn's favorite food. Oh my gosh. Favorite foods. Uh, go-to food would be like an egg roll. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. No matter what. Any, and soup. Yeah. Any time of day. Soup. Yeah. Yeah. Most frequently seen crystal in your house. It's a good one too. Uh, probably an amethyst. Mm. Yeah. It's a good yeah. healing stone. Definitely. And they're all Night. over and they find us. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's a constant, right? You're just they like, oh, jump there's another up. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They jump into our pockets. Yes. And our yeah. yeah. <laughs> and our bras. Yeah. Night out or early riser? Early riser. Favorite ritual to do in the morning or the evening, depending on whatever that is for you. So my evening routine has kind of looked like I make some like mushroom tea and I've been like reading a couple pages and then I go to bed. That's been a really good steady. Yeah. Routine for me. The mornings can be crazy because you wake up with toddlers. So I never really set an expectation. I usually try and do like a quick 10 minute workout and then I allow myself to have a cup of coffee and then I'm like, all right, let the madness begin. Yeah. Yeah. Game on. (laughs) Yeah. I'm ready. Here we roll. Yeah. Guns out. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, the color that speaks to your aura. This is a great question. I don't know if I've ever been asked this question. The minute you said color, I was like, oh, my favorite color is black. I love black. But then you said aura and I started to see turquoise. Oh, but I don't I saw, I saw blue. Yeah. 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 So oh, I guess turquoise. Yeah. I love that. That light and airy, but yet there's depth in turquoise too. You know? Definitely. Yeah. 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 I, I love, love it. that. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much, Lynn. Yeah. Thank you guys. This is wonderful. Absolutely. Well, we'll make sure to put all of your information in our show notes and, uh, uh, really just, you know, I just, this was awesome. This was a great way to work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Thanks for listening to the show. If you loved this episode, please take a screenshot on your phone and post it to Instagram or Facebook. Tag us and let us know why you like it and what you want to hear in the future. Also, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you're listening. And before we go, I'd love to send you that free Mama Wusa Chaos Break mini bundle with our handmade healing crystal tea strainer, a calm agate that'll help you relieve frustration, a sample size of our custom blend Mama Wusa herbal tea to ease the anxiety and menstrual cramping. You'll also get instant access to our chaos break meditation and a special step-by-step checklist guiding you from that moment that you feel out of control to a state of calm and ready for action. Just tell us where to send it and cover shipping and handling. Either copy the link in the description and paste it in search or visit mamawusa.com. That's M-A-M-A-W-O-O-S-A-H.com. Fill out the form, follow the steps, and grab yours while it's still available. Till next time, the Wild 
mama in me honors the wild mama in you.